Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach. And I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable. Because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight. And especially if you're a mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past. And that's felt really hard. I'm going to teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. Okay. Welcome to week two. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm excited to jump into what I prepared to um, talk about this week, because I think it's going to be good. If you weren't here for last week or you haven't caught the recording, first of all, it's on the um, podcast, More Than Weight Loss with Becca Brown. Um, And it's emotional eating week one. So watch that or listen to it. If you haven't, you'll still be able to, today will still make a lot of sense, but there is an important step that we talk about there when, when you're wanting to reduce the amount of, um, emotional eating you're doing. Okay. So that's just kind of, um, some bookkeeping to start at the beginning of the call. Um, but let's just jump in. So again, like I said, so basically the short answer is last week, what I suggest you do is that continue to emotionally eat and then just tell yourself the truth of it. Like tell yourself the truth about what's happening. And what that does is that allows your brain to connect the dots. Like, um, like I talk about in there, okay, I'm overwhelmed or I'm stressed out. And I'm so I'm eating these chocolate chips because I'm overwhelmed. We just, we just want to give our brain the opportunity to just connect those dots and go, Oh, interesting. Chocolate chips don't really help with overwhelm. So I don't know. And, and you want to do it from like, not like this really forceful, like we have to figure out how to stop doing it, but just from a place of like, Oh, interesting. I'm doing this. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but maybe, so maybe I'll, maybe I don't want to always do this. Um, just in like a nice, gentle way. But what I also want to kind of point our attention to is um, the next step kind of on if we're like moving down the path towards either ending emotional eating or just reducing it a great deal. Then the question is, if we want to move away from it, then what do we do instead? I had a really great conversation with um, a client. She wasn't a client at the time. And she was like, okay, so if I don't, and she was saying, you know, she was expressing frustration at the emotional eating she had been doing. And I was like, oh, well, you know, that's not, you just, obviously you just know, like realize that that's what you're doing and you don't have to stop until, you know, and just be aware that like a bag of chips doesn't solve for boredom or restlessness or whatever. And she said, it was so great. She was like, but if I don't eat for my emotions, then literally what do I do with them? So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do we do instead? And there's kind of two things that I want to kind of two different um, sections, two different topics that I want to cover today. Um, and it, it's a it's a mouthful, but I think we can handle it. So I'll just talk. And if you have questions, let me know. And then at the end, for sure, we'll um, there'll be plenty of time for you to ask questions if there are any. So here's what I say. This is what we do with our feelings. We allow our feelings. We don't need to eat. Let's say I'm eat. Let's say I'm feeling um, anxious. I don't need to eat to solve for the anxiety because it actually doesn't solve for it. It makes it 
maybe I feel it a little bit less, but now I'm feeling maybe I'm over full or I'm disappointed in myself because I'm not eating in support of, you know, the body that I want to have or, or um, what have you. So what you want to do is you can just allow it. We don't need to eat in response to the overwhelm. I could just welcome the overwhelm in. I could just welcome. And for you, this might be very, um, this might be helpful. This isn't true for everyone, but for a lot of people that I talk to, clients and otherwise, they have these feelings that they feel often. For me, it's anxiety. And it's always been that way since I can remember feeling pretty anxious, even before I knew what it was. I didn't grow up in a family where we were, well, and you know, how old am I? Like 30 years ago, (laughs) who was talking about mental health? I didn't know what it was, but it was a feeling and I was trying to get away from it. It was really uncomfortable. Um, Anyway, that's a side note. So for me, it's anxiety that often shows up and would probably be the thing that I feel is probably the, the biggest nuisance in terms of like the, the negative emotion that I'm, that just shows up for me most often. So what we want to do is we, for all the feelings, but let's just focus on the one. So if you could pick, what is it that shows up most for you? It might be anxiety. It might be, um, uh, overwhelm. It might be frustration or guilt or boredom or restlessness or, or any other thing. But for the purposes of our conversation today, I would suggest that in your mind, you just go ahead and ask yourself, okay, what's the thing that shows up most often? What is the negative emotion that I feel most often? So let's focus on that. So that one feeling, that one emotion, again, I want to remind you, it's just a vibration in your body. It feels uncomfortable. And so naturally we fight against it because we just weren't taught in society or as children or in school, what to do with emotions. So naturally our body's like, that's uncomfortable. Like for me, it's anxiety. And I feel it right here, like in my chest or my solar plexus, it just feels uncomfortable. So I naturally want to get away from it. My body naturally wants to, um, fight against it, not welcome it, not let it be there. Like it's a problem that it's there. And so I need to figure out why it's there, how to solve for it. I definitely need to just like numb out from it. I just don't want to feel it, but, um, and that's, that's natural. Naturally we fight against our emotions. And oftentimes these are emotions that either don't feel good, or they could be emotions that we aren't used to feeling, which is kind of a side note. Well, I think we'll get into, um, not this week so much. Um, but oftentimes you may find yourself emotionally eating from like positive emotions. If you're not used to feeling that way, right? Like if you're used to feeling pretty negative about, yourself or your efforts to be a mom or to do things at work or what what have you, and you have a day where things go really, really well, then you might feel like you need to emotionally eat to kind of distance yourself from that simply because you just don't feel used to, to having that feeling show up. So it's so interesting because it's either those that we're not used to being there or those that were so used to being there, they're, they're almost at every turn, but they, they're negative. They would be, um, Uh, considered negative emotions. But the truth is our brain thinks these emotions are the worst, right? But it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. It's just a vibration in your body and you can totally handle it. And, um, and I say these things because these are, this is some of the language that I've used with myself, like, oh, notice that feeling. I can totally handle it. 
even now I'm like, oh, I feel anxious. Oh, oh, I hate this. Like, this is a dialogue in my head. Oh, I hate it. Why is it here? Let's figure it out. And I start going through, what could I be anxious about? What is it? What is it? What is it? As though that's the solving for it, right? Like my brain's like, let's just figure out why you feel anxious and then we can fix the problem. That doesn't work. (laughs) Here's what works. Welcome it in. Welcoming it in. Let it be there. Allow it. Process it. Um, I'm checking my notes to make sure that I stay on task. Yeah, so you can totally handle it. You can handle the emotion, the vibration in your body, especially when you do as I've done many, many times, which is open up to the idea that it is doable, that it is a feeling. Oftentimes, um, well, I'll, I'll share that later. So you might be asking yourself, okay, she keeps saying, allow your feelings, welcome, welcome it in, process it. So I want to give you, and you might not know what that means. And I certainly didn't um, before I started doing this work. This is what it is. It's a process. It's, it takes five minutes, maybe less, maybe more, depending on you and like the time you have available. But what you want to do is it's, let's see, one, two, three, four, like a four-step process. And what you want to do is if you notice the emotion and you're not distracted because you're eating chocolate chips or tortilla chips, which are so good, or chocolate cake or whatever else it is. So you're not doing that. So you actually have a minute. What you want to do is you want to stop. And as you don't have to do this alone, it's, I would argue it's probably for me, it's easier if I'm alone, but it's not required because sometimes we just don't get that as moms. But as much as you can, quiet down either out here or quiet here and just find the emotion is step one. You just want to find it in your body. Like I said, oftentimes I feel, well, most of my emotions I feel right here in my chest. Um, Anxiety for sure. It's like in my chest, it's like weighing down. I find it. That's where it is in my body. So I find it. That's step one. Number two, you want to name it. Tell yourself what it is. I'm like, oh, what is that? Because oftentimes it's like your brain's like, ah, it feels terrible. We should go do something. We should go eat something. We should go, no, find it and name it. What is it? What is it that I'm feeling? And maybe you know, because it's really, you feel it often, or maybe you're not sure. And you're like, okay, is that overwhelm? No. Is it frustration? No. Is it worry? No. What's fear, for instance? Okay, that's fear. So I found it. It's in my chest. I'm naming it. That's fear. This is what fear feels like. I'm feeling fear in my body. Then you want to describe it. Now, I I learned at the life coach school and with lots of coaches that you want to describe it to some as though you're describing it to someone who doesn't have a human body. And I was just like, oh, okay, kind of weird, but all right. So if I was describing what anxiety or fear or whatever feels like to someone, to like an alien who's never had the human experience of fear or anxiety, okay, this is what it feels like. And I was just like, okay, kind of weird, but okay. But what I realized was it's in trying to describe it, I have to go find it. I have to let it in. I have to experience it. It's like, okay. And to describe it, you can ask yourself a bunch of real weirdo questions. Okay. Stay with me. (laughs) This really does work. So then it's like, does it have a shape? Does it have a color? Like if you could, I always close my eyes because it's easier to see it in my, in my mind. 
Does it have a shape? Does it have a color? Is it big or is it small? Is it moving? Is it still? Is it soft and gooey? Is it hard and sharp? Is it rocky? Is it getting bigger? Is it getting smaller? Is it moving? What's happening to it? And so as you, cause it's like, if you're describing, say you're like, oh yeah, so I found this, this um, piece of art, let me describe it to you. So then you look at it so that you can describe it. You're looking at your feeling, you're letting it be there so that you can describe it. Okay. This is a long explanation for exercise that actually doesn't take that long. So you find it in your body and then you name it. you tell yourself what it is. You describe it. What is it? What is it doing? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Does it have a color? Does it have a shape? Does it have a size? Is it moving? Is it still? And then you welcome it. You lean into it. You, you stop trying to push it away. You just like, let it be there. Like, okay, I notice. So for me, it might be like, I'm going to close my eyes. Uh, I'm going to find it. Okay. That's anxiety. I'm feeling it in my chest. Oh, I did that out of order. I'm feeling something. I'm feeling an emotion in my chest. It's called anxiety. Okay. For me, because I've described it many times, it's like a dull gray metal mass and it's heavy and it feels like it's, it's making it hard to breathe. And then I tell myself it's not, I can actually breathe fine, but it feels like it's making it harder to breathe. Okay. Maybe it's getting a little bit bigger. It's almost hardening a little bit as I'm experiencing it, depending on the day. And I'm just sitting there and just like letting it be so that I can describe it. And then when I'm done describing it, it can just be a few sentences. Then I just go, okay. All right. So right now we're going to feel anxiety. And, and the dialogue doesn't matter so much as it's just you instructing yourself to kind of sit in there and allow it welcome it no longer move away from it like this isn't and the thing is is this is the thing that will make it go away this is the thing that will make it kind of dissipate but it does it i don't know if it does it best when you're not trying to get rid of it does that make sense i hope i haven't lost you if you're not in a hurry to get rid of it if you've like welcomed it in, you've given it a seat at the table. You're like, okay, anxiety. You obviously want to be here. Got it. Come on, sit, come on in, sit down. You're just going to be here. Let it be there. And then what happens is after a period of seconds, a few seconds, or maybe a few more seconds, depending on, you know, up to a few minutes, maybe depending on, um, the emotion and kind of you, you'll find that that emotion will just kind of go, just like kind of dissipate. It'll like evaporate into thin air, honestly. And some emotions come back. So maybe if it's an anxious day, I process the anxiety and it goes away and then it shows up later. Okay, so then we do it again. We just like let it be there. And then of course there are some days that it doesn't go away and I still let it be there. Like that's allowing is processing and allowing. So it's a day, maybe it's a day when I feel anxious, maybe for whatever reason, there's lots. My brain is really good on finding reasons to be anxious. Um, so maybe it's a day where it's just like, he's like, he, anxiety is a he, I don't know. Anxiety is here and he, she, it is not going away. Okay, well, come on then. 
come on, I'm going to allow you to be here. It's totally fine. Like hop in the car, you get in the back, you're not driving anxiety. You've driven many of my days, (laughs) but if I'm allowing it, it can be there because the truth is, is I can feel it. It's a, it's a, it's a vibration in my body that I can totally feel. And it doesn't need to drive my decisions, which is what happens when we emotionally eat. It's that anxiety is driving the car and it's like pulling over to the freezer, which is where I keep my chocolate chips. Here we are. Go get them. It's good. No anxiety. You can be here, but you're not a problem for whatever reason you, you feel like you need to be here. I don't understand that kind of, kind of wish you weren't, but if you need to be here, I'm all in totally fine. And the truth is, is I can be a mom and feel anxiety and I can go pick up my kids from school and take them to their whatever activity while feeling anxiety. And I can get dinner ready while feeling anxiety. And I can read a book while feeling anxiety. And I can watch a show with my husband while feeling anxiety. Do you see what I mean? We're going to just allow it. And it's kind of this um, processing it is great um, because for so many emotions, that is like, that's, it's, it's gone. Not all of them. But either way, whatever it is, like you can totally handle it. And when I started telling myself the truth of that, like, oh, it's anxiety. It feels like I can't breathe, but I know I can. It feels, you know, like I feel weighted down. Okay, I can do that. I've had days when I was weighted down. Maybe I'm going to move a little slower up the stairs. Not a problem. Um, It feels, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I can handle all of it. I totally can. And um, doing that, because the truth is, is it's going to be there or it's not going to be there. And so we just make our way, our day or our way through our days a little bit easier when we start to look for the truth of, I can totally handle this. Anxiety or fear or worry or overwhelm or stress or frustration, like get in the back seat. I guess you're coming. (laughs) It's like that house guest that won't leave. Like, all right. Well, I have to go get my kid from school. Oh, you want to come? Okay. All right. Get in the back seat. You're coming. Not a problem. Um, before I move to the next section, which will kind of build on this, are there any questions or anything? Totally fine. If there's not, I just want to um, give you the opportunity to ask if so. All right. I'll take that as a no, and I'll just keep going. Okay, so the second thing that I think is really useful part of this conversation is that we can also, you can also, just like you're telling yourself the truth of it, you're opening up to the idea that you can absolutely handle it and that the emotion can be there in the backseat and it's not driving the car and it's all fine. I also wanna offer to you that you can check and see if you like the emotions that you feel often. So if I had to say to you, and we could look in like in particular um, kind of, if we could section your life out, your life as a mother, your life as a um, business owner or worker or employee or whatever, your life as a mother, your, I already said that your life as a daughter, your life as a sister, your life as a friend, your life as a wife, your and on and on and on. And in within any of those sections, I could ask you, what is it? What are your maybe three most common emotions? And then ask you, is that how you want to feel? So 
for me, hang on, my notes aren't super clear. Okay, before I tell you my example, I just wanna offer that you're obviously in control of how you feel. And if you've been in my world or um, we've done any work together, you know that I a thousand percent believe that our thoughts create our feelings, that there are situations and circumstances in the world. And then our brain chooses, like assigns meaning to those circumstances by the thoughts that we choose, by the beliefs that we choose. And then that's what creates our feelings. And that is happening. Um, so you're in control of what you feel by what you're choosing to think or what you're in the habit of thinking. So often I'll meet with clients and, you know, point something out and they're like, no, I didn't know that I'm not, I'm not choosing that thought. That's just, that's just blah, 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 blah. Because so often, so much of our thinking is just habitual. We do it once, do it twice or three times. It serves us in some certain way maybe not fully, but in some way it's helpful. And our brain's like, oh yeah, that's what we think about that. That's how we think in this situation. And then that creates the feeling that drives your actions. But you can absolutely take control of how you feel by noticing what it is that you're choosing to think or in the habit of thinking. And then you take, when you, you're willing to look at that and just kind of dig in there, you can absolutely take charge of your life of your experience, of your emotional life experience, kind of everything. I don't want to overstate it, but like literally everything. So to go back to like, if we were in these sections, if I could choose like um, for me in like my, if I went back in time a few years, because I can tell you this one specific example, which I love to, to go back on because it was such a thorn in my side. And then coaching was like, oh yeah, take, taken care of, not a problem. And now it looks so different. I'll stop talking about it and just tell you what it is. So if you could go into my like family um, section of my life, and this was back hmm, two and a half years ago, three years ago or so. Um, and we were living in Hawaii and you just need to know that I love my husband and he's literally like the best decision I have ever made. And that is all true. And it is also true that he is the one who can drive me more crazy and like more, he just, ugh, which is what happens with the people that we love the most. And I spent so much time in our marriage, like just basically handing over control of my emotions to him. And he would come home mad about something. Cause the other thing you need to know is he's so great, but he loves to be mad. It's so mysterious to me. We were like several years into our marriage and I was just like, I just think you should be more go with the flow and stop getting so mad and so upset at things. And he was like, I like doing that. And I was like, I don't even know what you're saying. It was like, he was speaking another language. Anyway, I love that guy. And I love that he just does things his own way. But in this particular, at this particular time and all the time leading up to this, I was just handing over my emotions to my husband. So he would come home from work, obviously mad. And I had no idea why he hadn't said one word, but it was always like, Instantly, I was like, what did I do? This is a problem. Oh no, he's mad. It's probably at me. Oh, or if he's mad, he shouldn't be mad. And that I would get all spun up in my brain and I would start mirroring those emotions back to him. It was so fun. No, it wasn't. 
And I remember one particular instance, and you may have heard this before, but it's, I'm just going to use it because it's, it's a really good illustration of the point I'm trying to make, which is, I know, sweetie, you look great, but if you need some help, will you ask your sister? Yeah. Because I'm actually on a call right now. You've got to give me a few minutes. We have sick kids home from school. No, honey, come here. I'll give you a hug, but you can't be here. I got to, I got to teach this call. Yeah, you look great. No, I don't. I know, but I'll fix your ponytail after my call. Leah will help you. What? Okay. Do you want me to agree? Okay. Go on and let your sister help you. I love you. <laughs> okay, well, I'll help you when I get out. Yeah, go see if he's home. Ask your sister. Okay, I love you. I had a brief moment this morning where I was like, I've got three kids sick home from school. Should I cancel this call? Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, pardon that, that interruption. So in this particular instance, if you would have asked me back then, what are the three main emotions that you feel in regards to your parenting and your, your um, being a wife? So like just family, just your immediate family. For sure, it was gratitude, of course, but it was also frustration and overwhelm. The kids were overwhelming and frustrating. And my husband was super frustrating when he would come home all mad. So there's this particular instance where we had a two-car garage and we lived on base and there were tons of kids and tons of bikes. And the kids spent so much time outside because the weather was amazing. It was great. But often my husband would come home from work and there would be kids' bikes, our kids and the neighbor's kids' bikes all over the driveway. And it would prevent him from pulling into, he parked in the garage. It would prevent him from parking his car and coming inside. And he would get so mad. <laughs> and I totally get it, but he would get so mad and he would come in and he would say something about the kids' bikes being in the way, not really necessarily towards me, but then I would find myself feeling so defensive and so like frustrated that he would respond in this way. And then I would start defending myself and the fact that I was standing there, maybe making dinner, maybe thinking about making dinner. And that little interruption that just came in here, she was a baby at the time. And like, I mean, I was like knee deep in mothering. Right. And I thought that he should be coming home, not complaining about the kids bites in the driveway, but coming home and basically singing my praises. And he wasn't, and I wasn't. And so I was feeling a lot of frustration and that led to a lot of emotional eating. And it also led to like, just, it was all, not every day, but often he would come home. And that's the time when I was like, oh, I really like you. I want to spend time with you. I want to enjoy time with you. And now we're not because you're mad. And now I'm mad and frustrated and all the things. So it took me taking a step back and, and asking myself, is this how I want to feel? Is that this is an emotion I feel often, but it's not required, not necessary, and it doesn't feel very helpful or fun. So then I can ask myself, like, okay, is this how I want to feel? Oh, thanks, Jenny. Talk to you soon. Is this how you want to feel? No, it's not how I wanted to feel, not even a little bit. And so I started looking at what I was thinking. Okay. If I'm frustrated and I don't want to feel frustrated. Okay. Well, let's just open up to like why it is that I'm feeling the emotion that I'm feeling. Well, I was feeling frustrated because I was believing that he should be okay with the bikes. 
which didn't work because he wasn't okay with the bikes. <laughs> but he should totally be okay with the bikes, which is a version of me handing over control to him, right? Because then I'm like, he should be okay with the bikes. Therefore, if he were okay with the bikes, then I could feel good. Then I wouldn't have to feel frustrated. I wouldn't have to feel annoyed or mad or whatever. No, I'm totally in charge of that. So I started looking for the truth. I was like, maybe it's not a problem that he gets mad at the bikes. Maybe, maybe it's actually not a problem for me to solve even. Like, yeah, he thinks the kid's bike should be put away, but what if he's the perfect person to pull up into the driveway, put his car in park, turn, pull on the emergency brake, get out and like find the kids to move the bikes or move the bikes himself or park on the street or park in the driveway or all the many other things that he could do. I was making it mine. I was owning that and creating these emotions that I just didn't want to be feeling. And so I was, I took a look at what I was thinking. And then I started challenging that looking for what else was true and finding a feeling that I wanted to have, which was peace or love. That's like my husband walks in the door after working all day long for our family and providing for us. Do I want to feel frustrated or mad? or anything. No, I wanted to feel love. I wanted to feel gratitude. I wanted to feel connected. I wanted to feel many things, not none of which I was feeling at the time when I wasn't, when I was just kind of going with what my brain was offering. So then I was like, okay, so if I want to feel peace, this is what it was. I'm like, it's not a problem for him to be annoyed at the bites. This is not a problem. I don't need to defend myself. I don't need to get mad. I don't need, it's not a problem. And the truth is I also got to a point where I was just like, yeah, I get it. I'd probably be mad too. I'd be so annoyed. Like that makes a lot of sense. It was no longer a problem. So then I created a new emotion for me and I was then able to enjoy that peace. And I was then able to like, cause again, emotions are fine. We can handle them. I could handle stress. I could handle frustration, but how much easier is it to, to stand there and prepare dinner well, I've got this fussy little baby. She was so fussy too. She's so cute. This fussy little baby who didn't want to be put down. It's kind of harder to make dinner and handle that when I'm also feeling frustrated or mad or annoyed or whatever. So much easier for me when I'm able to find peace or love or gratitude. Then again, it's not impossible. It's just easier to um, stand there, make dinner, deal with little fussy youngest baby who I think from the moment she entered the world <laughs> knew that she was the youngest. Um, it's just, it, it just changed everything for me. And so I guess kind of the point I'm trying to illustrate is like, we can solve for emotional eating by learning to process the emotions, welcome them in, allow them to be there as long as they need to be. And also kind of simultaneously not simultaneously, but kind of in the same, um, from the same place, not necessarily at the same moment, you can also just take a really proactive look and like with openness and curiosity, not like this is a, like I'm doing it wrong. I have to figure it out. Just like, Oh no, I'm fine. I can handle the emotion, whatever it is. Eating isn't required, but if I were going to set this up perfectly for myself, what would it look like? And for me in that, to go back to that example, setting myself up perfectly was finding a thought or a belief that created peace and love and gratitude for me in that moment. 
which is so perfect. And, and I did it. And so then when you're feeling peaceful or, you know, whatever emotion you've, you've um, identified that you want to feel, well, that pull to eat for reasons outside of hunger, it's just not there anymore. It's just not, it's not compelling. Yeah. Like food is good, but you, you get away from that compulsion where it's just like, I've got to do something to solve for this feeling, this tightness in my chest, this vibration that feels so awful. I hope that makes sense. So in the interest of giving a little to-do each week, the to-do I want to give you is two-part. Number one, I want you to practice uh, processing your feelings. So the four steps, number one, find it, name it. That feels backwards, but it is find it and then name it. Um, describe it and then like welcome it in, like lean into it, like open yourself up. Like sometimes I even like to, this is a side note, sometimes I even like to increase the feeling because that informs my brain that I actually have control over. I'm like, let's feel more fear because it's not a problem. How can I really increase that? Okay, how can I decrease it? And just kind of playing in there just to, again, let my brain know like, oh yeah, we're in charge. We're totally in charge. So your challenge is, get a little distracted. Your challenge is to practice processing an emotion. And I want to invite you to do it in an amount that feels like a bit of a stretch for you, but it's not overwhelming. So I don't want you to say, I'm going to process an emotion four times a day for the next seven days. No, whatever feels like a little bit kind of has you feeling maybe a little excited, like, oh, it might be fun if I did that once a day. Oh, it might be fun if I did that once, if this feels totally out of your comfort zone. So whatever the number is for you, you set the number, but do it and then just kind of notice it, notice the experience of it. And also it should feel very strange. It doesn't feel strange to me anymore, but it felt super weird when I first started. I'm like, this is so weird, but it like, it just makes things, it's just really great. Just makes things easier. So do that. And then number two, I, I think it would be really lovely if you could um, ask yourself, what are the three, and you could kind of look at the different categories in your life if you wanted to, or just kind of overall, what are the three main emotions that you feel? And check and make sure that all of those are emotions that you want to be feeling. Typically, this isn't the case for everyone, but for most people that I talk to, because I've asked this question to many people, it's often one positive and two negative emotions. I think that it's almost a hundred percent been my experience. Obviously that's, you know, limited by the amount of people I've talked to, but for you check and make sure if those three emotions are ones that you want to be feeling, or do you want to choose those on purpose? If I was walking around with like, we're at a party and I've got not like little, little, um, cheese puff balls and like little wiener sausage things that they serve at parties and like cheese cubes. No, I've got a tray and I'm offering you emotions. There's fear and there's anxiety and there's guilt and there's overwhelm and there's stress and frustration and worry and concern and disappointment and on there. And there's also peace and gratitude and love and wonder and excitement and happiness and motivation and joy and and many more, but I'm walking around with the tray and you get to pick whatever you want. Which ones are you going to choose? Because it's literally, that's what's happening. You're just not paying attention to it. So what would you, so check your three main emotions 
and we don't need to overhaul everything. Maybe just take one. If there's one on that list that you don't love, look for what thought is creating that feeling and then look for what else is true and just notice it. And then don't really change anything, but just notice like, oh, okay. I'm feeling frustration again. Oh, interesting. It's this thought. Hmm. Interesting. And it's like, anytime I've made big shifts, it's because I've been willing to slow it down and not solve the problem by making big changes and like everything, like we're burning it all down tomorrow. Everything is going to be new. No. What's, what's the one thing I'm doing that maybe I don't love that I want to pay attention to and not, let's not change it. Let's keep doing it, but let's just notice it. Let's just stay connected to ourselves and our experience. What's happening here. What is it that I'm thinking? Oh, interesting. So if this were me back in my example, it's like, oh, I noticed that I'm thinking that he shouldn't act that way. He shouldn't respond in that way. He should be more, he should, he should be walking through the door, singing my praises, obviously, which was funny side note. I was, I realized that I believed that. And then I wasn't even singing my own praises. So I started singing my own praises. I took the control back over my emotions, gave it back to myself where it belonged. And then I was able to sing my own praises and feel loving and peaceful and grateful and all the things. And he could show up and just be his true self. And I could just love him there, which is what we all want, right? All this stuff is connected. Um, that is actually what I have for you today. Those are the two, um, the two things and the two kind of to-dos that I would challenge you to do this week. And then we'll just meet back next week and talk more about it. Any questions? I don't think so. Hey, Allison, I'm so glad you were here. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, me too. It's, we've gotten a lot of, I have a lot of stress and anxiety right now because he just got his rate class assignment. Oh yeah. So it's going to move super quick. And it's like, I thought I had like at least two more months before we even found out that. So like we came back from paternity leave two hours after that. They're like, oh, you have your assignment. It's like, okay <laughs> so I'm like oh, well crap all right yeah <laughs> but I guess we're doing this thing yeah like I hadn't even like started unpacking it and I'm like well crap now I have to start like going through everything and packing up my house I'm like oh. yeah oh my gosh okay have so you guys moved we he's been in pilot training okay. it's like what not like October 2021 mm-hmm. but then he decided that that wasn't the career path he wanted to go not be away from us 200 plus days a year Smart. so he dropped out of pilot training and then he was doing the whole reclass process okay. and then gotcha. he got it all submitted right before Christmas and then we went on paternity leave and then we had just gotten home and they're like oh yeah it's probably gonna be like a couple months before you hear anything and then while we were there, he was like, oh, yeah, like, this is the item list, like, the priorities that they have. And then, like, oh, they're going to be doing it every month. And I'm like, okay. It's, it's stuff's happening. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But then it's like, get home and he has his job. I'm like, oh, man, okay. Yeah, like, that was quick. That was really quick. And then had, like, a whole breakdown of my relationship with my parents, like, over the weekend after that so I'm like this has been a great like four days for me yeah oh man 
So it's like all the things at one time and I'm just sitting here like, how have I not lost my crap yet? Right. Yeah. This is so the part it's where you like, like sing your own praises. Yeah. It's like, I've, I've actually like kept my mental sanity, like duct taped at this point, but like, it, yeah. it's still there. <laughs> it's there. That's, yeah. I'll give myself that. It is there. So. Yes. It's, it's a lot. So like seeing this, like when you emailed and stuff, and I was like, this is like exactly what I need right now because yeah. I have so much stress. <laughs> right. And so for you in your situation, I would probably just kind of offer that you can look and see what would be like the clean, like clean emotions. Cause like in regards to your kind of the, the stuff with your parents, like maybe you want to just feel the sadness or the disappointment or whatever it is. Yeah, like the hard part with that, like in when we did the other class that I did with you, like it's gotten so much worse from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. And with my daughter being born, it's gotten oh, it's just it's it's in such a bad place right now. And like I wasn't even like wasn't the intent to have it out with him on Sunday, but I was like it just kind of came up, and I was like, well, I guess we're going for it, whatever. Yeah. And it's just, I have so many other things and like, I've had so many expectations with them that have not been met mm-hmm. that I don't have anymore. So, because I was, I was getting disappointed. I was putting all like, these are like even the little expectations and hopes on them to make, to validate my feeling. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't working and that wasn't doing anything for me. It was making me like mad and pissed off and like, <laughs> disappointed all the time and I'm like this isn't working for me like it's not doing anything it's just making me mad and pissed off right so I like changed it and I'm like hey I have zero expectation anything that they will do or end up doing I will give them credit for that mm-hmm. but my expectation isn't going to change because it there's no been no evidence to the contrary right well and in some and that ways me a lot <laughs> Well, and in some ways I was going to say, lower your expectation. is just a version of you taking control of your emotions and your happiness. Yeah. Like I just, I've dealt with it for so long that it's like, I, they already caused me enough grief as it is. I don't need to give them more control over that than is already, is already present in the circumstance. Right. Enough that I can do my part and have my own emotions and deal with it, but not give it to them to be like and give them that control and be like oh they're not doing what I want them to do it's like well I've never done that so like why am I upset about it right right and and I think there may be space for just some like clean pain or sadness over like shoot I'm doing great I handled this I'm like this is very wise of me to lower my expectations and also and and only if this connects with you but and also I'm a little sad that I don't have the parenting experience that I was hoping to have with them, that this hasn't turned out the way I wanted it to, or I don't have the support or what, you know, whatever it, whatever it um, is for you, but like, there's this, there's space for you to lower the expectations and kind of like, okay, bring that control of your emotions back to you, which is great, but also it's okay to also feel sad. It is. And I think the most of like where that, 
sadness is coming now is like they don't have a relationship with my kids right and that's really hard for me because I have a great relationship with both of my grandparents right like my daughter is named after my grandma like I'm like it's like I have that relationship with them and I'm not a at one point it was my expectation that that be the same thing and right. that's changed a lot and I don't have that expectation anymore but I asked for something so simple and so like bare minimum and like that couldn't even be met and like that's what's sad is they're missing out on a relationship with my children yeah and seeing how it's like they don't know any different but like seeing how they interact between like my husband's parents who my son absolutely adores his grandmother and then my parents who he doesn't know who they are like that's a really hard thing for me to like reconcile and be like it's on them like it is 100% in their court and that's their issue mm-hmm. but it's still sad for me because like I see it yeah and I know different and it's hard to accept that and be like well it's their choice well it is but it still sucks Right. And so for you, it would be like letting that, like allowing the sadness and not trying to talk yourself out of it. Cause like a lot of my examples, I'm like, I feel frustrated or I feel some negative emotion and I don't want to, but there are also situations or circumstances in my life where I'm like, yeah, that's, that's kind of sad. Like if my husband leaves for, you know, a TDY or deployment or something like, yeah, I don't want to talk myself out of that. I want to feel sad or scared or whatever. Like that feels real. Or if I have a friend or a sister or somebody who's going through something hard, I want to feel sad for them. I don't want to like do this mental gymnastics to be like, it's fine. She'll figure it out. This is not a problem. I'm like, no, that kind of stinks for her. I wish it wasn't that way. I'm going to feel sadness and, and allowing like those clean emotions to be there, which I think you're doing a beautiful job of. Cause like you've dropped your expectations of your parents, but then there, there is, like you said, that sadness for like, they're missing out. Shoot. Yeah. It's been a long, a lot of work. Like I've had to go on like anti-anxiety medication and like all these other things with like postpartum and stuff. And I just, you know, like being in the military, you don't have a lot of support. Mm -hmm. Like you build your support system and like, we're in a very transient spot where people are like starting to leave Mm -hmm. out of like pilot training and like going into their new bases. And like, we're like right in that right now. Like all of our friends are starting to leave. And so, like, that's stressing me out because, like, my support system is leaving. Yeah. Like, I don't have another one to fall back on right now. So, it's, like, I have this feeling of, like, abandonment, like, closing back in on me a little bit. Yeah. So, I'm like, it's, like, it's stressful. And, like, it wakes up a lot of things that I haven't had to deal with for a while. But, you know, like, it's not the end. And, like, and I get that, like our whole situation is being in the military is very different. Right. Yeah, for sure. But, but I, wonder, I wonder if you could at this moment, well, let me ask you this. So you have a support system, but why do you have a, like, how did you get that support system? So we, so my husband went to an ROTC in Utah mm-hmm. and at school and majority of his class and like the class that graduated like right after him ended up here advance Mm -hmm. so we I knew all of these spouses before we all ended up here together so that's kind of like and we all have kids around the same age we Mm -hmm. go to the same church and everything and like we just mesh really well 
and like it just we do a lot of things together we help each other out like we, we've all had babies closer together this past year it's like we've all like watched each other's kids for appointments and wow. going to get birth and stuff like that like yeah. we're just that's we're like we're a family basically and yes. now people are starting to leave and it's it's sad because like a piece of your heart is leaving because we are family yeah for sure I've totally been there there's also oh. a spot for you to decide because like you describe that to me and I think you think it's just like oh we were all here at one time and so of course of course we're each other's support system but is it possible that you built your own support system I think so yeah like I've like I've had to put in the work like I, it wasn't just like yeah. oh we all went to the same place and so we're just going to be friends like it was I did build it and I think I don't give myself enough credit for that because I wasn't taught to do that like it was just wherever you are you just make it work and like you don't give yourself credit because that's being like vain or whatever oh girl give yourself credit <laughs> and like I'm like and I'm trying to like realize that and like being like crap this is hard <laughs> like, yeah. this is hard and like putting yourself out there and making friends and like building that community is hard work right and it's being vulnerable a lot and it's not fun but you have to do it if you want to have that support yeah and it pays off it does. It's really paid off. Like I've been very lucky that we're, there are so many people that I already knew got sent here. Like I think oh, yeah. that was a blessing in a way because I'm like, I'm not a very social person. Yeah. So I'm like next space. I'm like, it's going to be a lot harder for me, but that's okay. But, but it mean, is hard. Well, cause it is hard, but lots of like parenting is hard. You're doing that. Yeah. There's a lot of I mean? hard things, but they're good things that come of it. Yes. So I just wonder if it might be helpful for you to see, because you say like, I don't have a support system and I, you know, I have one here, but I'm saying goodbye to it. And like, yes, but also is it possible that you're your own best support system in terms of you are there for you and you will get what you need no matter what? I want to think so. Like, yeah. That, like, feels funny to me. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, that makes sense in my head. But, like, the feeling is really weird. Like, it like it's a weird feeling yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, I can totally do this. Because, you know, I just, like, I don't know. It's a weird, it's not, like, a bad weird. It's, like, a. Maybe unfamiliar okay. weird. Yeah. Like, it's, some, it's very unfamiliar. It's not something that. I've ever done or like had that thought of right 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 which is fine it's totally fine and it's not something I'm like oh yeah that's not gonna happen like I'm I can't do that like that's not in my mind like that's not where I am it's more of like huh I actually like can maybe I can actually do this by myself and well, and it's not that you need to do it by yourself, but I would make the argument that you've always been your own best support system because then it's you that is the person making it so that you have this support system that you've talked about, this group, these group of friends and women that you can count on. Mm -hmm. That support group started with, like, that started with you. You've already done it. You're just not looking at it that way. 
Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, and the great news is like, it's very sad to say goodbye to friends. I can totally relate and beautiful. It's beautiful that we have this life and we have people that we meet that turn into family and that we get to miss, but also you're taking you with you. So whatever it is that you built, that was so amazing and wonderful here right now in your life that you're saying goodbye to, you built that. So you're taking your brain and yourself and your, you know, fears and your willingness and your every, everything that's you, you're taking with you. So of course you'll, you can create it again. No problem. That's a, like, it's a good, different way to look at that. Like it's different, but it's, it's in a good way. Yeah, like yeah. it gives me a little bit more like, like it literally is a little bit of like anxiety about it, but like, it's still there. But yeah. It's like, okay, I feel a little bit better about it. Like I can, like, it's more doable. Yeah, for sure. And like, let the, you know, like let whatever feels true be there. Mm. oftentimes it's an and right like I'm sad to say goodbye to these friends and I'm a little worried about finding new people at our next place and I know mm. I can do it that yeah it's like it's like all of those it, yeah exactly. it's all of it which you can yeah. like our brains oftentimes want to like just make one thing true and ignore everything else but like it's mm. all it can all be true yeah and I think where I have so much stress and anxiety with Yes, we have his job now, but, like, he could potentially, like, we could be moving, like, 45 to 60 days. And I'm like, ah. like, there's just, like, so much that is ha that needs to happen in such a short amount of time that, like, I was having, like, a panic attack today, which I haven't had in a long time because I'm, like, sitting there. I'm like, I have five months worth of stuff to do in, like, a month and a half. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> like sitting there and like trying to like do like a breathing exercise to like not freak out because I'm like it'll get done right. it'll get done it's fine yeah because it all it all does it does it might not be the way I like it done but it will get done <laughs> but it's I think that's been like the most debilitating thing for me right now it's like it everything happened in such a short amount of time that I haven't been able to process it the way I think I, or that I've been able to do other things and have it like work in my brain. Right, right, right. And then I have all these other things coming at me and I'm just like, I just, can I get like 10 minutes to just be able like consume myself with like the freaking out right, and right. Which move on from it? Yeah, which you can, you have 10 minutes. Yeah, it's, my husband thinks I'm crazy, but like, I'm like, I just need to like embrace it so I can be like, okay, this sucks, but I can do it. Yes. And it's, exactly. Like it'll get done. I might seem crazy, but it will work. Yes. When, when we were, well, I want to say our most stressful move, but that's just hilarious because they're kind of all stressful in their own way. But this one felt <laughs> super stressful. <laughs> Cause it was kind of in the middle of COVID and he kept needing new forms signed by new people and new places. Anyway, oh. to have it all happen. It was like a joke. Um, and I just remember going on a walk and we had like put six between six and $7,000 down on this house in terms of like rent and security deposit. And anyway, mm. it's a very expensive house. 
we were going to Virginia. So, um, but it was just like, it felt really high stakes. And I was just like, and I had no control over it. And it was just like, the deadline was coming. It was a lot. And I can remember going on a walk and just saying to myself, this is just the hard part. This is the hard part. This is the part that feels impossible. This is the part that feels like it will never all work out, but it always does. So this is just the part that feels hard. And in that moment that gave me a a good amount of peace because I, then I, I no longer had to fight against it feeling stressful and chaotic and hard. I was just, it's like I made peace with it which kind of just put it on the shelf. Like, yeah, of course it's hard. It's fine. So what do we need to do today? This is just the hard part. Yeah. I think that that's what I do a lot. I just don't think I've had like the time and space to like really do that yet. Cause like, I know if like I have that time, like I'll be able to like work through all my emotions, like have them like sit there for a minute and then I'll be like, okay, they're here. Like, 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 like you were saying earlier, like, they're in the backseat. They're there, but like, <laughs> I can still do what I need to do and get things done yeah. and have them still be there and not like building and taking over slowly. Like they're there. I know that and I can deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. You got it, Allison. You're doing great. Thanks. It's, it's hard to see when you're in the for thick sure of it, like, like you're like doing great. It's all, it's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Always, I mean, if you need help or have questions, like always reach out. I'm always, you can always email me. Um, or come back next week. We'll do, we'll talk more. Sounds good. I will. Thank you. All right. Take care, Allison. And okay, you too. everyone else for being here. We will talk in a week. <laughs>